Ladies and gentlemen, we present The Big Business Lark by Laurie Wyman and starring Jimmy Edwards, Frank Thornton and Gwen Cheryl. <laughs> to most men, if they're asked to work in it, a garden is a loathsome thing. Gardens are something you get some other clot to look after, preferably the wife. After all, mowing the lawn and weeding is really a woman's work, and uh, in any case, why should you pay a gardener when you assumed it was included in the housekeeping money? <laughs> the only time anything about a gardener appeals to a man is when there's a prospect of making money out of it. This is particularly true of Sir Charles Boniface, the managing director and chairman of British United Plastics. His firm is to manufacture polystuma sheeting for a new type of greenhouse, and the size of the order makes him an instant nature lover from the safety of his penthouse office. But not for very long, actually. Now, let me get this absolutely straight. As I understand it, we have made 50,000 sheets of polystuma, 10 foot square, for Glorious Garden Greenhouses Limited. Correct. Yes, and all 50,000 of them have had bolt holes drilled in the wrong place. It was a simple mistake. Instead of drilling the holes 14 and a half inches in, we drilled them 40 and a half inches in. Oh. <laughs> The, the only slight uh, snag is uh, that's made the whole flaming lot utterly useless. Well, of course it has, Edith. Yes, Sir Charles. Find out which of our staff drilled the holes, give him my compliments, my good wishes for the new year, and tell the idiot he's fired. Well, that won't be necessary, Sir Charles. When Mr. Frank told him the holes were in the wrong place and he saw the warehouse stacked with all those sheets of useless polystumer, he gave in his notice and had a nervous breakdown. Well, you better send him some flowers, I suppose, with a bomb in them. <laughs> well, there's nothing we can do. I mean, we just have to make a fresh lock with the holes drilled in the right place. That has already been started, Father. Oh, good. I've put the staff on overtime so we can meet the delivery date. It's the other part of the problem that's the tricky bit. Uh, I thought there'd be something else. The main selling point of polystuma is that it is indestructible. I knew that. How do we, uh, how do we get rid of 50,000 ten-foot square sheets? Quite <laughs> simple, right it off of the tax loss. I don't think Mr. Frank was talking about the loss of profit. I was? Mind you, that's a, that's a heck of a lot of loot, you know. I'll just have to claim expenses for about 14 meals a day. <laughs> what I mean, Father, is how do we physically get rid of all those sheets of polished humour? Burn it. <laughs> polished humour won't burn. All right, then, melt it down and use it again. Once it's made, polystuma won't ever melt again. What is this we're going to do, then? Eat it? You can't eat it. I know you can't. <laughs> this is ridiculous. There must be some way of getting rid of the ghastly muck. Give the dustman five bob and tell him to take it away. Fifty thousand sheets of it. All right, then, splurge six bob. <laughs> Have you ever seen 50,000 sheets piled one on top of the other? That little dust cart will be going backwards and forwards for ten years. <laughs> I see now why you've come to your dear old dad for advice. Well, there's a perfectly simple solution which you really ought to have thought of yourself. Go on. Well, we've got our own destructor unit now. We'll just bung the muck in there. Funnily enough, I had thought of that. I know it's the latest and toughest type of destructor, but it will never cope with polystuma. Nonsense, of course it will. It won't, Sir Charles. Don't you get it. <laughs> of course it will. Before we bought it, I saw the demonstration. It can crush a battleship into a six-foot bundle of scrap. 
doesn't float too well afterwards. <laughs> it's very uncomfortable for the sailors, too, but it can be done. I, for one, am not going to risk it. That destructor cost the company a fortune. So it's time it started earning its keep. Right, follow me. I shall authorize it. So let's go and give the destructor its polystumer dinner. <laughs> That is the destructor unit, Father, and this is Miss Short of our technical department, whom uh, I believe you've met before. Yes, I have indeed, yes. <laughs> All 36, 22, 35 of us. The first one is 37, actually, Sir Charles. Bragging again. <laughs> well, I think she's been on a course. <laughs> have we got the sample of the polystumer sheeting here? We have. And when you bung it in the destructor, I want to be behind a concrete wall in a tin hat and about five miles away. If I could be so bold, Sir Charles. Of course you can, my dear. <laughs> Any time you like, but let's get the work over first. What I meant, Sir Charles. <laughs> Got her. Well, now we all know what Sir Charles meant. <laughs> I was about to say that as chief technician, I must warn you that even with the power it has, it just won't distract polystumer. Oh, of course it will. I've never heard such a fuss about nothing. If you're all in such a panic, I shall personally sign the authorization for the destruction to be used for this purpose. Sign here. <laughs> very well. There you are. There you are, you pair of worry guts. Now switch the infernal thing on, somebody. Certainly, Sir Charles. With that around, I'd have thought it had been switched on all the time. <laughs> we don't any more remarks like that. Give me a hand with this sheet of polystumer. I want to chuck it in as soon as the beaty thing gets going. <laughs> Is it ready for din-din? <laughs> then let's hope it's terribly, terribly hungry. Right. Here goes. In with it. <laughs> I told you it'd be all right. <laughs> and you were wrong, weren't you? <laughs> what happened? I mean, I, I, why has it stopped? Who switched it off? You did, Sir Charles. It's jammed up completely. Thanks to you. Oh, don't thank me. It was nothing. I mean, anyone might. <laughs> it's what? It, it can't have jammed up. Oi, work blast you. Come on, work blast you. Start up again immediately. This is your managing director and chairman thumping you. <laughs> oh, that half hurt. I mean, come on, I know you're in there somewhere. It's no good, Father. It's had it. Well, if it has, so have I. The board will go potty. Well, now it's stopped smoking and I can see into it, Sir Charles. It doesn't look too desperate. It may not, but he does. <laughs> you mean you can repair it? A pair of pliers and a bit of fuse wire and all that? Oh, hardly. But it isn't a complete write-off. It'll cost about 10000 but we should get it running again in about a month. Oh, it's little... Ten! <laughs> Ten thousand! <laughs> Why don't you write it off as a tax loss? <laughs> Are you out of your directorial nut? 
I'm already down for 14 meals a day. <laughs> if I try to swing this as well, I'll have to eat at least 36 meals a day on the company and five calls at that. Once we've had the destructor of pads, Sir Charles, do you want us to try another sheet of polystumer in it? No, thank you all the same. Miss Short, I don't know why they call you that. You're not short of anything, really. <laughs> I have a feeling that it might be as well if I tried to find some other way of getting rid of the rotten, beastly, nasty, horrible, filthy, disgusting, messy, stinking stuff. And the best of British United Plastics love. <laughs> Ridiculous, Edith. There's got to be a way. Other people can get rid of their rubbish. Why can't I? If you're really desperate, I did have one idea of how to get rid of it. Oh, no. Edith, I love you. Speak up, and if it does work, I'll... I'll buy you a new blotter. <laughs> Very generous. Well, I merely thought we sold the Ministry of Defence all that polystumer armor plating for their tanks. So, they might like to buy these sheets for replacements. Edith, I was wrong. I don't love you. I adore you. You should have two new blotters. <laughs> nay, nay, caution to the wind. Three. Why didn't I think of it? Quick, who, who, who do we know at the Ministry of Defence? Well, there's that nice Mr. Stokes. Yes, he negotiated the original deal with us. Get him on the phone, quick. Certainly, Sir Charles. Oh, little does he know it, but... One of Harold's heroes is about to go shopping. <laughs> It'll be one of those rare occasions when government war surplus are about to buy government war surplus. Ministry of Defence, Mr. Stokes, Secretary speaking. Oh, is Mr. Stokes there? I have a call for him from Sir Charles Boniface. Oh, just one moment. It's 11 o'clock and he did have an urgent appointment. I'll just see if he's back. Thank you. Come along, Edith. Where is the tweet? He had an urgent appointment. His secretary's just saying he's back. Oh, with my luck, he's probably being promoted to some other ministry that can't help. <laughs> Hello. Sorry to keep you. Mr. Stokes has just returned from his appointment, putting you through. Thank you. Hello? Stokes here. Sorry to keep you. The tea trolley lady's gone off the boil. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon? I had to wait for a fresh boo-up. Now, what's the jolly old problem? Sir Charles Boniface would like a word with you. Oh. Round. Don't tell me I've stopped my cup and char all over my bicky for him. <laughs> Putting him on the line now, Mr. Stokes. <laughs> At last. Hello. Hello, Sir Charles Boniface here. Keeping well, are you? I was. Till about three, till about three minutes ago. Splendid, splendid, splendid. I'm about to do your department an enormous favour. You're resigning? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, at least not yet. You remember those polystumer sheets you ordered for the tanks, remember? Oh, yes, well, yes. I... You do remember. Oh, tanks, yes. for the memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, how would you... <laughs> how would you like 50,000 spares? Ten foot square with just one row of holes in them. A cancelled order, you understand? Oh, I understand. All right, old man. Just can't get rid of the things... I was merely trying to save the country money. Sir Charles, we bought polystumer tanks because they're indestructible. It's quite, quite, quite. In that case, why do we want spares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, well, I... Uh, yes, well, I... Uh, yeah. 
That's a very good point. Blast it. It was merely... In any case, government departments don't work that way, Sir Charles. Even if we wanted them, we should still contract for brand new ones, regardless of cost. Yes, now you, now you mention it, I had noticed that tendency. I mean, all the equipment we over-order and have to dispose of at rock-bottom prices must be top quality, mustn't it, old man? After all, we are British. <laughs> Thank you so much for telling me. No, not at all. I keep you in the picture. Thank you so much. I say, tell you what, I've just had a spitting thought. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Nurture it. <laughs> I mean, if you really are stuck with all those sheets of polished humour, we could take a few off your hands during this army manoeuvre we're holding on Jolly Old Salisbury Play next week. We could use them for target practice and all that. How many of the blasted things do you want? Oh, well, uh, let me see now. How many do you say you've got? Fifty thousand. Oh, well, in that case, perhaps you let us have a couple of dozen. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you so very, very much. You've no idea what a relief that'll be. We aim to please, old man. If they work as targets successfully, we might well take the rest. Oh, 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 well, that's different. Uh, consider them as good as their old man. And I'll be there to see they do work as well. <laughs> Kind of you to come down to the old plane to see this jolly old exercise and all that. Drafty, isn't it? I just thought I'd say drafty there. <laughs> Not at all. Father wanted to, and he told me to, so I had no flaming choice. Did I? Oh, don't be ridiculous. Of course you had a choice. Mind you, if you'd refuse, you'd have no future in the company, but I mean, you did have a choice. Well, 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 it's drafty here, isn't it? <laughs> so much like it out here in the open air on Salisbury Plain. When's this nasty, noisy, blasted lot going to start, then? Oh, it already has started, old man. We've set up your samples of polished humour as targets, and we've already discovered that small arms and cannon fire won't penetrate. Well, we knew that. Uh, You'll have to use bigger stuff than that to destroy our product. Yeah, well, that's where our interest lies. Obviously, in time, a potential enemy will develop similar armor-plating polished humor, so we want our tanks equipped with something that can destroy it. Well, that sounds logical. It also seems logical that a potential enemy, as you say, will then develop a similar something that will destroy our tanks. But, uh, go on. How right you are, old man. Still there's progress. You could have fooled me. And me. <laughs> Draft, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> What happens now? Well, we get a draft up your whatnot here. <laughs> I think Lieutenant Colonel Banks here has got the answer. That's right, isn't he, Banks, old chap? Yes, yes, mm, yes. Yes, you're on with the uh, technological department, and we reckon that uh, this year mortar bomb here will go through that there polystumer sheet there like bah. <laughs> I, uh, I take it the colonel came up through the ranks? <laughs> no, no, no. He came us straight from Oxford. <laughs> really? One must hope he was just on a day trip. <laughs> All right, Binks, Bonks, Bunks, whatever your name is. Let's see what your mortar bomb can do. Yes, yes, certainly. Uh, she's already loaded up named and all that malarkey. I'll just get my corporal to fire the perisher. Ha, ha! 
Yes, huh? <laughs> Let her go, mate. Righty here. It's a hell of a draft, isn't it? <laughs> My word, the modern army has changed, hasn't it? Look out, it's seen us. Right, that was a bit close. <laughs> it sort of bounced, and I don't think I want to stay for the next trial. You're not the only one. The colonel's left already. <laughs> Here I say, what's the idea? You bent our bomb. <laughs> I'm sorry, Corporal. Father will pay for it. Father flaming well won't. Right, pack up both of you. It's back to London and to blazes with the picnic lunch. With pleasure. Thank you for all your help, Stokes, old man. Obviously, we shall have to just think of some other way of getting rid of this blasted stuff. <laughs> Say this much for you, Father. You certainly think big. Huh? Who else should have had us miles out in the Atlantic on a tug just to get rid of a few sheets of polished tube? <laughs> the whole thing has become a sort of challenge now. There's just got to be a way of getting rid of the wretched muck. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be beaten. <laughs> Even if it means hiding this lot so that we can sink the stuff. My word, she's pitching a bit, isn't she? <laughs> It's, it's the, the principle of the draft. <laughs> In any case, I didn't I didn't hire this ghastly tug. The firm did. They don't know it yet, but they did. <laughs> I've charged it as marine development and research. You always find a way, don't you? Well, in most things, yes, but um, this will only work if we manage to sink the beastly stuff. You see, if we get rid of the couple of dozen sheets we've got on board today, I'll send the rest out on a dirty great tanker, dump them, and then claim on Lloyd's for loss of cargo. <laughs> that you certainly will not get away with. Oh, I didn't mean it seriously. <laughs> Although it's quite an idea, isn't it? I should stick to eating your way through your tax losses. It's safer. <laughs> Don't be daft. If this lot goes wrong, I'll be up to 45 meals a day at least. Well, you've got the figure for it. <laughs> if you've quite finished sending me up, I'd be obliged if you'd find the captain of this lousy boat. I mean, I want to know how much further he intends to lurch me up and down. Certainly. Good day, and a horn of lurch. That came out of a hole in the deck. <laughs> Who is this extraordinary idiot? Just the captain, that's all. Oh, good gracious. Oh, how do you do? How do you do? I didn't recognize you with your flat hat on. <laughs> He's a bit stupid, isn't he? Nearly far enough out, aren't we? Okay. This will be you well enough for your dumping ground. <laughs> German, is he? <laughs> well, not quite. I gather we've arrived at the dumping spot. Tell those clots to sling the sheets over the side so that we can get back for a bath and a change. I'm sure I'll pong of oil and old fish forever. 
It is a bit powerful, isn't it? I don't think it's the boat. I think it's him. <laughs> Good evening, who? I don't want Shut up. Uh, Captain, Captain, would you be so kind as to ask your men to start dumping the polystuma sheets overboard? And right new, if not quicker. Aye. Aye. See eye to eye on that. <laughs> we mean now, you thick-headed, porridge-filled, caber-bunging clot. Aye. Angus, Oliver, will you nick them out of the lock the creek and grand will make the clamic brave the new with the cargo? <laughs> what the hell did that not mean? Well, I've no idea, but they seem to have got the message. The first sheet of polished humor is going over the side of the new. Don't you stop. I named this ship HMS Polished Humor. Oh, and made... Will you please take this mess we're in seriously? I just, I, I'd like to. <laughs> oh, I really would. <laughs> I, I don't think I can anymore. What, 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 what's the matter? <laughs> look, look. <laughs> look for yourself. Ah! They're all, they're all floating. Sink, you fool, sink. I command you. This is the managing director and chairman of the factory that made you. Sink, and that's an order. It's the humiliation of it all. Here am I in charge of a worldwide business empire, and I can't even get rid of me rubbish. Couldn't you offer it to the Red Cross or the Boy Scouts or something? I tried that. Just take it away and it's yours, I said. What did they say? Something obscene. Then <laughs> <laughs> they giggled at the quantity and um, said it again. <laughs> Come in. Excuse me, Sir Charles. Miss Short of the technical department's here to see you. Shall I show her in? I think you'd better, Edith, and tell her to be kind to him. I don't think his blood pressure can stand much more. <laughs> yes, he is a bit tulip-coloured, isn't he? It is not my blood pressure. It is the sea air on that dreadful tug. A nasty temper. I am not in a nasty temper. <laughs> I am not in a nasty temper. <laughs> I never am in a nasty temper. It's just that everybody else upsets me because they're all such complete morons and utter clots. They all ought to be shot or clamped in iron. So they stop sending me up the wall, and that includes you two. Now isn't it a nasty temper? I am not in a nasty temper. <laughs> it's just my blood pressure. <laughs> Send Miss Short in, please, Edith. Certainly, Mr. Frank. Well, I can't imagine that her figure will calm down his blood pressure. Possibly not, you daft old bat. At least my blood pressure will be rising for a good purpose. <laughs> Send her in. This way, Miss George. Thank you, Miss Charles. Come in, come in, come in. Come. Oh, you're in. Thank you so much. Perhaps you'd like to sit down. Uh, no, thanks, Sir Charles. If it's all the same to you, I'd rather sit the other side of your desk. Oh, spoiled sport. <laughs> Here, uh, let me get a chair for you, Miss Short. Oh, Mr. Frank... Thank you very much. <laughs> well done, my boy. Every inch of Boniface. 
I couldn't have patted her what name better, Miss Sarah. Obviously, it runs in the family. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm not going to be slung on the slog heap in my own office. Let's get down to business. I was trying to. <laughs> now then, Miss Short, what delightful little devastation do you want to talk to me about this morning? Well, I thought you'd like to know the destructor is working again. Already? Well, that makes a change. I thought you said it'd take about a month to repair. Uh, yes, well, of course, I was wrong. The experts came down to look at it after you'd fed that sheet of polystumer into it. And the damage wasn't as bad as you thought? Not exactly. They said it was beyond repair. <laughs> so they put a new one in. <laughs> but that'll cost another blighted fortune. Father. Well? How do you feel about 85 meals a day? <laughs> oh, you're so smug. You know I signed the authority to use it, so you also know that I'm going to go for a right chop with the board. They'll have me rolls, me office, me fitted carpet, me shilling ballpoint pen for this. I doubt it. Why? Well, the destructor has only been installed for a few weeks, and Mr. Frank and I decided to get together. Yeah, I noticed that earlier. <laughs> no, Father, we looked up the original contract, and it stipulates that the machine will destruct anything. Of course, they didn't realize we made polystumer, which is indestructible. Uh, but after I phoned their managing director, they agreed to supply a replacement free of charge, provided we amended the contract to exclude polystumer. <laughs> Feeling better now? Yes, but I mean, I, 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 I mean, I mean, naturally, I realize all the time that, I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I never really, I, obviously, I wouldn't. <laughs> Thank you, my boy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm extremely grateful. At least you've saved my ballpoint pen. The other thing, Sir Charles, is that by working overtime, the factory has managed to turn out the new 50,000 sheets with the holes drilled 14 and a half inches in on time. They're being delivered to glorious garden greenhouses this morning. Blimey, they must have worked like stink. Of course, we do still have the problem of what we're going to do with the 50,000 sheets in the warehouse, Charles. Oh, you would remind me of them, wouldn't you? Just as I was beginning to feel all mellow and friendly and cuddly. <laughs> and a lot less tulip-coloured. Come in. Oh, it's Stanley the lift man. What is it, Stanley? Well, it's him, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what to do with him, do I? Stanley! I found him wandering about the corridor, didn't I? I got himself lost, hadn't he? So I brought him in here, haven't I? Well, we don't know, do we? You <laughs> <laughs> said so, haven't I? You wasn't listening, was you? No, we, no, we weren't, was we? <laughs> Stanley, I do wish you'd stop doing that. I don't know what you're talking about, do I? And the ghastly thing is, he doesn't. Does he? Wow! <laughs> One more of those and I'll lock him in his lift between floors 10 and 12 for a month. Won't you? <laughs> you enjoy having a go at your dear old dad, don't you? I mean... Just find out what the fool is talking about. It's him out there. He wants to see you urgent and that. So I brought him up here, didn't I? Oh, Stanley, just show the gentleman in, whoever he is. Oh, for you, Mrs. Anything. <laughs> Anytime. Here, drafty, isn't he? <laughs>
in here, isn't it? No. <laughs> so kind, this is uh, Sir Charles Boniface's office, isn't it? Yes. I used to like to think it was. May we ask who you are? Oh, yes, 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 of course. Um, oh, my name's Burke. Uh, <laughs> not a word from either of you two. Now, I'm the chief designer from um, Glorious Garden Greenhouses Limited, and we have a bit of a problem. It's all my fault, of course. I have a feeling this is going to be rich. <laughs> but it's about those polystumer sheets for the bases of our new greenhouses. I don't know what we can do about it, but you see, it seems that I've dropped a bit of a clanger. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> well, you see, I've only just noticed that my gal made a bit of an error at tracing the original designs. The holes for bolting the bits together should have been 40 and a half inches in, not 14 and a half. What? <laughs> yes, well, I uh, wondered if it was too late to change it. <laughs> what? Darling, He's going tulip coloured again. <laughs> Naturally, my company will compensate you for my error. Mr. Burke, and that is no misnomer. <laughs> uh, we have just had our factory working all night to deliver to you polystumer sheets with holes 14 and a half inches in. They should be on the way to your factory right now. Oh, crikey. <laughs> but how long do you think it'll take to make a fresh lot with holes 40 and a half inches in? Well, funnily enough, <laughs> we can deliver those from stock. No, <laughs> splendid, splendid. It's just one other point. Here it comes. Just, well, if you've delivered the useless sheets to our factory, I wonder if you'd mind picking them up and getting rid of them for us. <laughs> no, no, no! They're all yours. I never want to see another sheet of that muck again. With all those holes in them, it's too drafty anyway. <laughs> Frank Thornton and Gwen Cheryl have been destructing the big business lark written by Laurie Wyman. Jimmy Edwards was Sir Charles Bonnyface, Frank Thornton was Frank Bonnyface, Gwen Cheryl was Edith Chalmers, Mr. Stokes was played by Alexander John, Miss Short was Elizabeth Morgan, and Mr. Burke was Nigel Graham. And the show was produced by Alistair Scott Johnston. Thank you.